This is the Real Estate Foundation, your show for massive action with proven results. Raise your life and your legacy with real estate. Alpha Funding Solutions, your capital partner backing real estate investors since 2007, providing the best combination of pricing and leverage in the market. Join Alpha's family of 1,000 plus successful and happy investors and let Alpha's team provide options in your next deal or reach out to discuss your future needs and strategy. So go to alphafunding.com backslash J and P. Again, that's alphafunding.com backslash J and P to connect or submit a deal today. Are you ready to take your multifamily game to the next level? Well, you need to join us October 12th, Saturday, October 12th, for our one-day multifamily foundation workshop. We're going to bring it to you live. We got a list of 15 speakers that are going to go through the process of everything it takes to get your mind right, get the deal right, learn the terms, understand the markets, learn how to find the deals, learn how to underwrite the deals, learn how to put your team together, everything from property managers to brokers to insurance companies. Beyond that, what's the proper way to raise funds for a deal and how to close a deal and what to do after you take over a deal. So it's going to be a huge event. It's going to be awesome for you to join us. Got a great space. It's going to be here in New Jersey, in Springfield, New Jersey. Of course, it's going to be a one-day event, but we got everything packed in from 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. Right now, if you put in the code workshop, you're going to get a special discount. And again, that code is workshop. You need to go to multifamilyfoundationworkshop.com. Again, www.multifamilyfoundationworkshop.com and go fast because we've sold a ton of tickets for this. I actually was able to get a bigger room, so but that's filling up quickly as well. So again, www.multifamilyfoundationworkshop.com. Put in the code uh, workshop. There we go. Got that down and look forward to seeing you so we can all take massive action together. Well, hello again and welcome to another edition of the Real Estate Investing Foundation podcast. We have Peely back in the show. Yay! Welcome back. And for good cause because we have a super exciting guest today, Jamie Woolley. Hey, Jamie, how are you? Hey, I'm good. I'm so uh, grateful and thankful to be on. So thanks, guys. Oh, super excited to have you. And so a little bit more about Jamie. She's a top female wholesaler in the U.S. Boom. She is the CEO of W Streets LLC, founder Boom. of Iron Hills, uh, Iron Heels, and co-founder of Next Level Flipping. She was on the cover of Think Realty Magazine, featured in Amazon's best-selling book, Winning Deals in Heels, hosted Propelio's Iron Heels show, guest on top podcast motivational speaker, wife, and mother. And she's also deeply passionate about empowering women in business with her motivational, high-energy style. Jamie has built a seven-figure real estate business that we're going to dive into today Kaboom. and has a unique ability to empower a female audience. Motivational, inspirational, and always approachable, Jamie's tell it like it is attitude is also refreshing approach that allows her to authentically connect with people everywhere. So Jamie, super excited to have you on. We've known you for some time, but for people who haven't known about Jamie Woolley, where did it first start? What was the first thing that got you jumping in or thinking about jumping into real estate? 
Right, definitely. So um, it first started, I, I always wanted to be an entrepreneur of some sorts or fashion. Um, in the beginning, I, I thought I wanted to be maybe a doctor. And then I realized how much math and science was uh, involved. And I was like, no, there's no way I can do this, you know. Um, and so I, I did a couple things. Um, when I was younger, I had my daughter young. And so I had a clothing company and a golf marketing company, no skill set behind any of it. Just like I knew I didn't want the status quo of, you know, kind of what everybody else was doing. It just didn't fit. And uh, so I ended up actually working for my dad in an office for about eight years. Uh, he, he said, just come here, you know, for a year or so, figure out what you want to do. Well, I ended up staying for, you know, eight years and it definitely wasn't what I wanted to do, but because it was my dad's business, I felt, you know, the need to stay there. And so finally, one day I literally just woke up and said, I can't do this this anymore. Like, I'm so unhappy. This isn't me. This isn't what I was meant to be. And it just kind of took a turn. And so that day I literally told my dad, I was like, I'm going to get into real estate. I'm giving you a four month notice. I will hire and train, you know, my replacement and I'm going to go flip houses. And he's like, what? I mean, it was, <laughs> you know, are you serious? Um, so what I did was I didn't know again, anything. So like I started doing my real estate classes online at night and uh, no one even knew about that. I was just doing them. I'd be on the computer and I'd stay up till two or three in the morning. And so we went to my parents' house to like stake my real estate sign in. I was like, I'm an agent and I'm going to flip houses. And so it was kind of just very random. Um, what led me to want to do real estate was, of course, watching HGTV every night. That's all I did was go home and like I'd watch HGTV, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and our very first home, we were broke and young and married and, you know, had a little baby. And so we got our house and we renovated all of our home our, ourselves, the very first house. So we lived with his parents and we did all of that sweat equity. So I knew I liked it. I just didn't think of it as a business, you know, years before that. Um, and so I, I just kind of rolled into it, to be honest with you, told everybody about it. And a guy that was working at my father's company inherited, it was twin brothers. They inherited a house and could not pay the taxes. It was like four years they had not paid taxes. So I locked up that deal. I flipped my first deal from a contractor who was actually going B2B to my dad's workplace. You happened to leave a, a card. Didn't know him from Adam. I mean, it was, you know, lots of mistakes made, but I made $30,000 on my very first flip. And I was like, hooked. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is Awesome, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's so that's awesome. kind of how it all got started. When did you start thinking of it? Because you said something that I clued into there. When did you start thinking of flipping and wholesaling as an actual business and not just a hobby you saw at HGTV? Right. So as soon as I did my first deal, I thought, oh my gosh, like I can duplicate this. You know, I'd never seen anything like that before. I'd never seen that amount of money, some of money in one transaction before. And I thought this can be duplicated. Like you can, you can do this. Um, and so my second, uh, I think second or third that I got to um, that I got to flip, actually somebody found out I purchased the home and offered me $40,000 over what I bought it for. I bought it at 90, they offered me 130. And I said, well, I haven't flipped it yet. I haven't done any work. They're like, no, I don't, I don't want you to do any work. Like I want it. And I'm like, okay. And that really is, what I was like, what is this? This is, it's called wholesaling. I learned what that was called. And I'm like, wow, like, okay. So I have to say, I was very fortunate in the beginning to pop a couple large deals, call it luck, call it grind, whatever you want to call it, it happened. And so after that, I was like, wow, you know, two transactions, that's $30,000. Like I can, I can do something with this. So that's, that's kind of what spurred me to think of it as a business. And from there I went on and tried to learn from some of the best, the best in the industry and just copy what they're doing. 
Yeah. And people can call it luck, but it's the uh, preparation and taking action, right? Of you going out there yeah. and the deals and going after it. Was your family really always entrepreneurial in spirit as well? Or were you, you know, it sounds like your dad had his own business. Was this always something that you felt that, you know, I'm not going to just do that apple, you know, falls from the tree and just go that straight path of, you know, just clicking a clock and sitting in a cubicle. It's not going to be me somewhere in the line. I'm going to fall into something that fits me. Has that always been the case? So actually it really wasn't. My mother was a teacher. Uh, she had two master's degrees. So she was also a special ed counselor after she was uh, done teaching art. And my dad actually um, worked for a very large company, um, head of HR, made really, really good money. And then when he turned, it was 39 or 40, um, that company went bankrupt and laid everyone off. So he went to school, got the good job, worked there for you know years, and it just all was taken away in a moment's notice. And so then he he decided, you know, look, I've got, you know, the business mindset. So he partnered up with someone who had more of the skill set and they partnered and brought that together and started his own business at 40. Um, and so he, I guess, maybe saw the hardships of being an entrepreneur, which we all know, you know, we say we do this for freedom and like all of that, but <laughs> it's, it's, it's not easy being an entrepreneur, you know, and, and also the, just the, the weight that's on your shoulders to provide for everyone that works for you and things like that. It's a lot to lay your head down at night. So I was never enticed at all to do anything entrepreneurial. It was actually, I was kind of the black sheep, like, listen, we went to school. We want you to go to school. We want you to get a good job. We want you to, you know, that was the way that I was raised. It was very square and clean cut and dry. And actually I kept saying, I remember being 18. I'm like, I don't know what I want to do. Like, I don't, am I supposed to know, you know, it's almost like the family I grew up in, like, yeah, you're supposed to have a plan and you're supposed to execute that plan. And, you know, I didn't know, you know, it took me until my thirties to figure out what I wanted to do. Um, so yeah, no, that was just always ingrained in me. Like I always kind of wanted to go the other way that everyone else was going left. I wanted to go right. I think it was more of a rebellious thing my whole life. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, that's, that's what kind of happened there. Well, you say it so well, right? Because people think, well, I just want to jump out and start my own business. And, you know, because it's going to be all the freedom. But then, you know, sometimes it, it quickly backfires on people because they go from a job where, you know, it's, oh, yeah, I work eight hours a day. I get a half hour for lunch. I get two 15-minute breaks and I go home and I can shut my brain off to a business where it's your business. It's your passion. You work 20 hours a day and you, you forget about lunch because you don't even remember to, to eat lunch because you're so into what you're doing. And it can be an eye-opener for people when they're not prepared and they haven't thought about systems. But what you did is so interesting that you said after the first one, you know, as Pui mentioned, you, you dove into to systems, which it takes people usually, whether they can ever do it in their business, but usually really far down the line. Talk about how your business is set up and, and what are some of the key components you've built into this to really transform this into an actual business. And you also mentioned you also learned from some of the top people in the industry. So let us know a little bit about how they taught you everything that you do today. Most definitely. So, um, you know, I, I realized in the beginning, I mean, I had no training on any of this, didn't know what I was doing, but I did know that it was, I couldn't do it all myself. I mean, I, I realized that very quickly. Uh, now over the years, um, I started in February of 16. So I guess it's been, you know, a little over three years at this point, things have evolved massively. Right. And usually the best changes that we've made come from a terrible mistake. <laughs> so which we all know you make many, many of those. I kind of have to be slapped in the face to learn something. And so I think that's just my way of learning anyhow. Um, uh, but right now, like what 
what we look like to date um, is basically, you know, we have a, a couple acquisitions. We have a lead intake, which we're actually bringing another one on on Monday. We have a transaction coordinator, a dispositions manager, a full-time crew of four, and we have four VAs, and then my COO, Ashlyn. So a pretty, pretty full, robust team um, is kind of what we've got going on right now. Uh, but what led me to kind of learn about how I needed to bring on a team and what they would do in those processes and things like that, um, I basically joined a, a wholesaling program in the very beginning just to learn the basics of wholesaling, right? I didn't know that. So kind of learn the basics, kind of your crash course, like here's your course on wholesaling. Um, then I joined a mastermind. I've now been a part of uh, two masterminds total, have one of our own, but I think, um, you know, there is a lot of free content on YouTube and on Google. Propelio here in my hometown just gives massive amounts of value. And I will not take anything away from that. It's beautiful. But there comes a point in time to where do you want to keep making a lot of mistakes? Do you want to figure all this out on your own for free? Or do you want to pay someone who has been there and will teach you and hold your hand step by step along the way? So, I mean, I've paid hundreds of thousands of dollars in uh, education and coaching and mentorship. I would never change that ever. Um, and I think that that is really the key that got me where I wanted to be at uh, such a quick you know, time frame is definitely being in, you know, masterminds and uh, really the mindset too. It, it's so crazy because when you wholesale your first deal or you flip your first house, you realize what it really looks like. You hear it, you see it, but when you do it, you're like, wow, this can be achieved. You know, uh, it's like what the four minute mile when somebody finally did it, it's like, oh, we're going, you know? Yeah. So I surrounded myself around some of the best people in the industry and just listen to them, learn from them. So yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to touch on the, like the amount that you've paid. You said hundreds of thousands of dollars and for yes. all our listeners out there. Yes. Like Jamie said, there is free content that you can, you can go and listen. If you, and if you're listening to this, this is free content, Yeah. but, and some of you might be talking, be like, Oh my goodness, that's so much money. Why did she pay that much money? But Jamie, talk about the return on investment. I mean, as we, as we talk to Jamie, you'll hear from her how she's grown and how that investment has propelled her into the business that she has today, into the successful business and being the top female wholesaler in the U.S. I mean, that's, that's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Yeah, so the, the way that I look at it, it, it is definitely an investment. But our average assignment fee is around 22000 So if you think about that, let's say I paid $100,000 in mentoring and education and programs, which by the way, all of these courses I now have, you know, the ones that are actually courses or videos, I have in a file which my team gets to learn from. So it just keeps giving. But the investment of that, that's five deals. So you're telling me over a course of three years, I didn't get an extra five deals from something I learned from these amazing people. That's the way that I always look at something. Like if I look at, do I want to go to this training or do I want to let my COO go to this three day training, you know, seminar for these things. I think about it. If it's a $5,000 seminar, can we get, you know, two deals? Can we up them $2,500 each on our assignments? Like I just look at money very differently now, you know? And so the investment to me, it's like, 
that was nothing. Like, of course we've gotten five more deals because of, you know, that mentorship and training in the beginning. It is hard. I mean, I literally started with a $5,000 loan. Like I didn't have any money saved up. And so, uh, you know, my husband is an entrepreneur and he does his own thing. And so I literally went to my dad and I said, can I have $5,000? Now I could have also put that on a credit card. Uh, but I didn't really use a lot of credit cards at the time that I, I was always scared. Again, my dad was very frugal and like, don't get your credit bad and all that. So I had like no credit. <laughs> um, so either way, I mean, you can, it all started from $5,000, whether it be a loan from a friend or your parents or people, you know, or a credit card, all of this stemmed from five grand. Like it's, you know, didn't start at a hundred. <laughs> And you also fast track your success, right? And you're betting on yourself. So, so if you want to yeah. do this now, you, it's not like you're putting this money out there to buy something, you know, you're, you're buying a boat or a jet ski. You're putting this money into yourself to see really what you can return on what you learn from it. And where you see people falters, you know, maybe you can figure it out by yourself, but are you willing to spend that three, four, five years of struggling through and making mistakes to get to the point or fast track it and, and get there in nine, 12, 15 months? And it comes down to people's mentality. Are they ready for it? Because, you know, you get into these great groups, you see all these other people around you and it brings you up that level, right? If, you, if you're surrounding yourself just with everybody that you're with, you know, it's the power of who you're around that you start putting yourself with people who are doing it successfully, it becomes real to you, it becomes tangible, and then you get to that point. So tell us now your business, how it looks. We've talked about the format. You know, wh where's your core focus? Um, you know, what state are you in? Like, where are you operating? And what does your business look like fully transformed today? Yeah, so Transform today, we are in uh, the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex, which is in Texas, and also all the surrounding rural areas. So we have a lot of surrounding rural areas where people are commuting 30 or 40 minutes to come into Dallas or Fort Worth, and they're actually very uh, good to do, you know, invest in as well. So we do probably 90% of our deals are wholesale to kind of keep that cash flow going and that machine running. And then the other 10 would be, you know, buy and hold and uh, fix and flip or owner finance, things like that. So I try to be very creative and like anything that comes across our path, how can we monetize that? Uh, you know, so we do some uh, retail listings as well, not in house. I partnered with another agent and, you know, we split that. So really anything that comes across the table, we, you know, try to monetize and that that's kind of our business we have before gone into other markets and um, although we didn't lose money it wasn't something that I wanted to continue so we kind of brought it back uh, back home basically and uh, right now I, I guess my business that's the focus of the business but I'm very focused on the residual and some uh, things that I'm gonna do as far as you know some new builds and some owner finance and some some community stuff uh, on land. So that's kind of where my focus is while this well-oiled machine continues to bring me great creative deals and cash flow at the same time. That's awesome. How are you competing today versus maybe what you were doing when you first started out or even a year ago, just with how hot the market is right now? How are you, how are you continuing to stand out amongst so many different people entering into this space? Well, that's a good question because that is actually, I mean, we felt it, you know, people say have an abundant mentality and there's no competition. And as, as I agree, there is still an influx of uh, new wholesalers. I think more today than there was when I even first started three years ago. I remember when I first started, they're like, how is this girl coming in here doing a hundred deals a year, like in this competitive market? And, you know, I thought I was like, it's all I knew, you know, I'm like, Oh, it's competitive. I, you know, I don't know. And they're like, Oh, five years ago, we get 2% return on our direct mail. Now you're getting half a percent. And now it's like, we're getting like a 0.01%, you know? So, uh, I guess really, is just 
the systems and processes are so key, holding your team to those expectations, and then really just taking the time to get to know these sellers and uh, find out what their problem is and really build that good rapport. Uh, we have had to pull the curtain back and go to the drawing board and recreate our entire marketing plan. So we've had to do that twice now within the, the three years. Um, and we're just having to test things, you know, like sometimes this marketing works better than this one. We've had to pull out completely of marketing channels. So I think again, staying with like-minded people within the industry. I hear what's going on. I know what's changing. I know the new technology. I know the new marketing channels. We can jump in and test them really quickly. And if it's good, we can throw some money at it. If it's not, we can pull, pull out of it. But getting a good temperature read on what's going on throughout the nation helps us with what we do here at home. It may not be affecting us today and now, but if it's affecting someone else, it could be coming down the road or it could be something we already passed and I can help them with. So again, just keeping that network really close knit and being very open and honest with one another about what's going on in our businesses has helped us you know, push through some of those times that it's like, what's going on? Everything's changing, you know? Love it. I love everything that you just said there. And it's just, it's amazing what you said about, about competition. You were like, Oh, I didn't know there was competition. It's like, it's almost like I love Grant Cardone says he doesn't compete. He dominates. Yeah. And that's exactly what you do. Jamie, you dominate You a do hundred deals a year in a competitive market, Dallas, Fort Worth. That's crazy. And you do it by being completely open with the people that you work with and you surround yourself with and you learn from everybody in your network. People who are listening to this today, I mean, take this from Jamie. Take everything that she says, don't compete, dominate, but also collaborate with the people that you're around and with. Find out what, take the temperature of of your state, of your community, of the nation to really dive in and figure out how to do your business better. You know, it's actually, I, it just made me think, it, it, there's lots of times where people are so worried about the competition and yeah. their, their mind is so focused on them that they lose track of being on the offensive and actually going after it. And most of the times that competition that you're so focused on doesn't even, they're not focused on you because they're focused on dominating. So all of a sudden now everybody's focusing on, focusing on something that's not really in their best interest. And then you lose track of where you're going and that, and that competition is just crushing you. You're like, why are they crushing me? Well, they're focused on crushing it, not worried about trying to play defense against you. So yeah, so well said that that's actually just really, it was a good thought that just jumped to my mind there from you saying that. So now looking at where you're going, you talked about doing some new construction, you know, changing the mold. What else is in your business over the next two, three years? Where, where's your focus going? Definitely. So um, it will be uh, buying land and, um, you know, parceling that out, subdividing that land. So we've already done, done it a couple times on a smaller scale just to nice learn sense. the process. So buying land and um, so I want to uh, 25 to 50 new builds to, um, you know, rent out and keep and then 25 to 50 uh, manufactured homes to owner finance. And so that'll kind of tie the bow on that residual. Who knows what that will look like after that's completed, where I'll want to go or be or whatever else. But, um, you know, again, I think wholesaling is never going to stop. I love it. Like I get in here and I'm like, you know, 
listening and looking at the deals and you know it's it's my it's I love it it's like an easter egg hunt every day you're looking for that you know one dollar bill except for it's like you're looking for the twenty thousand dollar bills you know or the the great long-term potential in this property that you know is is in a growth area so um I think us as wholesaling as long as we can sustain and you know uh keep changing and being creative with our marketing. I think that that will, you know, never change. I, I like that conveyor belt of deals. Now, what type of deals we may change that to multifamily, we may change it more to land. We may change it to more rural. We may go more city like, but either way, if we have the systems in process, we can have that conveyor belt spill, spit out whatever we're wanting to play with in the moment. So you said 25 new builds to, to build and rent. Talk to us about that. Why? Why build them and rent? Why not just find something that's already already built and find it as a rental? Where where are you going that approach? Yeah, so I could do that. I mean that that definitely is an option. Um, right now the multifamily space is getting uh, you know pretty competitive. I mean there's a lot of things going on with that. Uh, the way that I look at it honestly is like what is everyone talking about? You know everybody's talking about how to wholesale and how to get into multifamily because wholesalers that have been in it a while are kind of like okay. I've been doing it and now there's all these new people coming in and, uh, and this is, I can only speak for the three years I've been in. So I don't know what's happened the past 20 or any of that, but I mean, from other people, but I feel like the three years, like just in a matter of a year and a half, it's like this new multifamily course, new multifamily course. So I think wholesalers are kind of pushing into multifamily. And so there's some competition going in the single family and multifamily, but there's not a lot of people that are doing creative things. Um, you know, at least there's not a lot of courses on it. That's, that's what matters to me because that's where, you know, more people come in and play uh, on, you know, obtaining land and building and keeping those as rentals and also, you know, the CapEx expenditures. So yes, I could probably pull 20, you know, single families from my inventory, but I have found out the management of those and the drive time between here and there and everywhere because our marketing is very spread out. So you're talking, there can be two and three hours between properties, uh, which I don't like that uh, at all. So I want a controlled you know, environment subdivision style where I know the quality of materials. I know what that CapEx is probably going to look like. It's all right there. I just, I feel more comfortable with that. That to me makes more sense. And there is less people trying to do that. And in Texas, there's always a need for affordable housing always in the areas that we're looking at. And there's a ton of land. And so it's like, to me, it just makes perfect sense. That does make sense. I want to dive in a little bit. So you're going to build these these properties you're going to rent them out do you have an exit strategy on these properties i mean honestly i want to pass down something to my daughter and so for me um the owner finance side of it would give me kind of that residual and then i can do that you know every three or four years you know do 20 or 25 of those get the land you know subdivided out uh, with manufactured homes it's super super simple and quick to do that yes. so you know do that over a course of a time and just have that kind of systematized for every three years or so but i do want something to be left to her and for now in my mind now things change all the time so a year from now i may say something completely different but i would like that to, you know, kind of stay with us, you know, I guess. So I don't really want to sell those. I want to just, you know, refi out of all of them, get, you know, get the uh, monthly, you know, small cash flow from it and then just have those assets uh, to own. Ah, oh, that's great. Good. And so thanks so much for this. We want to transition a little bit before, before we let you go and talk a little bit about next level flipping. You know, we, we've talked a little bit offline about it. We know about it. Tell, tell the listeners what the group's about and, and how you're bringing this to really help others get to where they want to be with their real estate business. 
Most definitely. So as we mentioned earlier, I have been in many, you know, masterminds, uh, coaching programs and mentorships uh, and uh, all of them I love, like with a passion deeply. And I have so much respect for everyone in, involved that has been a part of my journey and helping me get to where I am today. Um, as a mother of a teenage daughter, um, we kind of had some things go on with uh, with her um, this, this past year. And I just realized that although I love my masterminds and I'm still in a mastermind. If there ever comes a point in time to where something happens, you know, I'm, I'm also a daughter of parents, you know, one day they may need me to step in and help them with some things with care. And I don't know, you know, I just family is everything to me. And so being in a mastermind that you have to travel to and you know, that costs, I mean, these masterminds that I'm in, you know, 25, 50 grand a year plus travel plus time away from family. It just becomes a lot and it's a beautiful thing. But in my life right now, I wanted an opportunity to give other people that, that, you know, traveling may not work for their family or that price tag may not be something they want to spend, but I wanted to give them the same value, but yet you get it every day and every minute and every hour. If you want it, it's right there. So with next level flipping, we have to, we have next level uh, flipping rising stars, which are basically people that are just learning about real estate and they want to get into real estate. And it's all done online through a Facebook flat platform. There is um, zoom calls. So there's two monthly zoom calls and we always ask the group, like what topics do you want? You know, I'll throw out four or five and I'm like, add any other and we vote basically the the two that are voted the most is what people want to talk about that month so we'll get on there for an hour and have two or three experts in their field whether they're in our group or not um, talk about you know what they know so we've done you know cold calling I mean anything you can think of that's what we're talking about marketing cold calling door knocking you know uh, rental properties so we just really want to give everybody um, that time to really talk in depth about things. I know most masterminds kind of have your hot seat presentations and stuff like that. And we all know the real gold nuggets are the conversations after or at lunch or at dinner. Uh, the hot seats are cool and you pull some things out of it, but you know, it's a time suck really for the, the, the juicy value. So we just want to like, can we just give all the juicy value in the group every day? And um, even though you're in a mastermind, you do, have a question you want answered or something like that. And you've got to reach out to, you know, your buddy in the mastermind, be like, Hey, you have a minute later on this afternoon. Well, no longer do you have to do that. Just post your question and you're going to get 10, 15 high level people answering these questions. So our, our group, uh, the next level flipping group is really compiled. Um, I would say almost, 60% from people from all of these high level masterminds. So it's a way that we can all have our own mastermind because I would be in every single one of them if I, I could, I, I really would. I love all of them, but I can't, you know, I can't afford it for one. I mean, I, I wouldn't have time. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't want to afford it in time. I'm a mom, you know, I want to be a mom. I go to her practices. I, I take her to school. I want to be a mom and a business owner and I can have both this way, but I also want to like, you know, network with these people in this mastermind and these people in this one. And I have friends in all of them and I want to network with them. So we have created this um, kind of first of its kind and it's worked out really, really well. I mean, we already have over a hundred members. We've done no marketing, anything like that. Um, and so it's kind of been an organic thing. And uh, we also have the next level wise, which is free with the membership, which is so key in my opinion. Because <laughs> 
you know, as entrepreneurs, uh, you know, I'm a female, but you know, a lot of the people in our industry are male, let's just be honest. Mm -hmm. And I know that they are traveling these masterminds or they are, you know, networking and having these, you know, fun dinners and things like that. And the wife is at home usually taking care of the kiddos or whatever else. Not that she doesn't work, but it's like, you see them on the beach, like they're at the beach. Are they really at a mastermind or are they having fun? You know, like what's, what's really going on? So it's just a great group of women that all understand what it's like to have a, a husband that's an entrepreneur supporting each other and helping each other be a better support system for their husband, which in turn, if your home is good, like if mama ain't good, nobody's happy kind of thing. Like if your home <laughs> life is good, your business is going to be even better and excel. And it gives these women, you know, uh, an outlet and people to talk to and, and oh yeah I've been that through that before read this book or try this or do this retreat so it's really really cool we're trying to make something that's unlike any other right now so that's our objective <laughs> I love it that's awesome yeah great group we, we uh, love it it's really awesome I love being a part of this group both next level flipping and next level wives and for any women out there that are listening and you hear the term next level wives and it sounds like it's, it's like a group of women, like, I don't know, giving each other recipes or whatever. And I think we have, I think yeah, I've I, I posted like a cookie recipe, but it's also, it's just, it's a, it's a place for women to support each other and next level women. We're not only wives, we're also women who have entrepreneurial husbands are entrepreneurs ourselves, and I've gotten so much value from being in this group if I have like if I have a great day I post it if I'm having a really bad day and I need that support and I need that another woman to tell me it's okay you're doing it this is the place I go to and I go into this er area into this group like at least daily just to like get motivation from other like-minded women it's been amazing so Talking about yourself and your life, your business, you know, uh, just really the family atmosphere, the business aspect of it. What are, what are two or three points you can give to listeners just to make, be the most productive in your day with so much going on? Right. So for me, um, I have ADD severely, ADHD severely. So I will, you know, walk out of a room. My husband's like, the water's still running. Like that's how bad it is. So I have to personally, if I need something done, it is on my paper planner. So old school as it sounds like it has to be on my paper planner. Um, and if I really, really need something done, it has to be on a sticky, like on my dashboard or something like that. So I try to tackle anything that is very, very important and a priority the first thing in the morning. Because if not, I'm getting phone calls and texts and some new deal and I'm chasing after this. And so I think that the night before, and I teach my daughter this, like lay your stuff out the night before, have this ready, kind of the night before, like see what does tomorrow look like? What do I need to accomplish, you know, tomorrow? And don't look at, at uh, you need your weekly and your quarterly and your monthly goals. You need your goals. So set aside a time to create those goals. But then every day, what are priority tasks that I have to do today to meet, you know, my long-term goals and do those first thing in the morning. I think that's super, super important. So I think that would probably be number one, because as entrepreneurs, our minds are kind of all very similar, you know, at least, and visionary. And so I think that a lot of times we'll blow by a week and be like, what did we really accomplish this week? You know, <laughs> I've definitely done that before. So I think that's really important. Um, 
Another thing, I guess, uh, definitely surround yourself with like-minded people. To me, that's that's a game changer. Uh, definitely, I think that's super, super important. Um, and I think I was, I think I might be getting away. What What was your question? One more time. It was being most productive in your day. Okay, right. being most productive in your day. Okay, so but again, though, the like-minded people kind of hold you accountable, you know, to that, you know. So I think I think that's uh, really important. Um, and so just being prepared and the the like-minded people. Um, I mean, I think, I think that's about it, you know, to be, be productive. I mean, you, you have to take action though, right? Like the only reason I'm here is because I took action and I see so many people that, you know, it's like they want it, but it, it's just like me with working out. Like I haven't worked out in like two years and I used to work out all the time. I want like that body that's like, Hey, you know, but do you see me in the gym? No. So I really don't want it that bad. I'm not taking any action. So it's like, you can't just like really, really want it. You have to like eat, breathe and sleep it. Uh, especially in this industry in the beginning when you're really getting started, like, yeah, we all do this for freedom and work life balance and all of that. But for me, you know, I love working. Like uh, my daughter's gone at her grandparents and I, I told Ashlyn, I was like, I get to stay at the office longer. Like I get excited about working more, you know, but it's mine, it's mine and it's my freedom and it's my freedom to do what I want when I want. So it can look very different for other people. Um, but yeah, that's, I think that's super, super important as well. Awesome. That's amazing. And for so much great content today, if there's someone listening who, who is just trying to get started and trying to get out there and just make it happen, what, what's a good actual step they should really take today to get off the couch, get moving and get going after their goals in real estate? Yeah. So I think the, the first actionable step would be to, you know, get a piece of paper or a journal and write down what your goals. I, I believe strongly that if you, you know, write something down, if you visualize it, if you say it to yourself every day, like I'm going to do this. So I think that's most important that they write down their goals so they can really see that. And then once they see what their goals are, they need to decide, you know, like what is my first action plan? If it were me and I were starting out today and I knew, you know, absolutely nothing, I would definitely join some type of uh, group. It, it wouldn't be a mastermind if you're starting out. That's not what masterminds are for, but there's many different coaching programs and groups. It just depends. Like, do you want to flip? Do you want to wholesale? Do you want to go into multifamily? So I would decide again, that's where your goals are. Like you need to know, like, what do you want to do? Because that can lead you in many different directions and then go on Facebook, go on Google, go on YouTube, start looking around at what your options are and then just reach out to people on Facebook. People are, you know, so honest. If you're, if you're kind and like, Hey, listen, I really want to get started. I've already done all my homework. Make sure that you kind of say that up front. I've done my homework. I'm looking at these three programs. Would you recommend one of them or could give me any advice? You'll be surprised. A lot of people would love to give you feedback, but when you just come with, Hey, help me out. It's like, um, okay. Like there's a hundred things I could tell you. I don't have time. But if you go specifically and say, I've done my homework already, help me between these choices. I would definitely answer you back. And I'm sure, you know, you guys would too. So I think that's most important, you know, is to, to find somebody to help you out. Well, this has been an awesome show, Jamie. Thanks so much for coming on. It's yeah. been yeah. So before we let you go, what is the best way to get in contact with you, connect with you, and find out more about what you do? Yeah, so um, I'm uh, not into social media too much, so I just got Instagram recently, but you can uh, like PM me or DM me on Facebook, so it's Jamie 
Burleson Woolley and just send me a direct message or a private message. My, my friends are full. So like I can, I try to clean it out every so often. So I'll try to add you if I can. And, um, you can also go to nextlevelflipping.com. So that's going to have information about Ryan and I, uh, my business partner and about the group. And that'll also be another way that you can uh, get in contact with me. Oh, this is awesome. Jamie, thanks so much for coming on the show. Great content. Super excited. We had you on. So I really appreciate your time. Thank you all so much for having me. And I'm so, so excited uh, for the opportunity uh, that I had today to be on here with you guys. So thanks. Thank you, Jamie. All right. Well, you want to take us out? Yes. You're a little rusty? I will take us out. All right. But this is the Real Estate Investing Foundation podcast with Jason Peely. Thank you again, Jamie. And thank you again to all of our listeners out there. We are so grateful. Have a great day. Bye now. Alpha Funding Solutions, your capital partner backing real estate investors since 2007, providing the best combination of pricing and leverage in the market. Join Alpha's family of 1,000 plus successful and happy investors and let Alpha's team provide options in your next deal or reach out to discuss your future needs and strategy. So go to alphafunding.com backslash J and P. Again, that's alphafunding.com backslash J and P to connect or submit a deal today. Alpha Funding Solutions, your capital partner backing real estate investors since 2007, providing the best combination of pricing and leverage in the market. Join Alpha's family of 1,000 plus successful and happy investors and let Alpha's team provide options in your next deal or reach out to discuss your future needs and strategy. So go to alphafunding.com backslash J and P. Again, that's alphafunding.com backslash J and P to connect or submit a deal today.